starts with one thing i don't know why you haven't reviewed no worries if not on apple podcast come on people we got a bunch we could always use some more welcome to no worries if not my name's aaron <laughs> i like that you used it for a purpose that time uh-huh instead, instead of just saying the title i just you know i try to get a little creative with it mm-hmm. i still don't know what reviews on apple podcast do but i know that i want them they feel good it feels great i check it every now and then and right. like oh we got another one we just don't know we put this out there and like we see some numbers on downloads and whatnot but we don't get any feedback we've made zero money from this but it does <laughs> give me true. a lot of happiness to we're see deep in the reviews. hole on this thing y'all okay yes. It's because we refuse to accept real advertisement. I know. I know. We've had a couple we, offers, but we're not ready. We truly have turned down a few things. I know. And I don't want your money. I just want your five stars. That's all I want. Yeah, that's enough. I, we, you, can, you can live your life paying with things with stars. Sure. <laughs> not really. Also, you didn't say your name. What if this is someone's first oh, yeah. time Sorry, listening? Sorry, new listener. This is Andrew Stanley. They probably already turned it off. They're like, I know who the one guy is. He if sounds... this guy's not going to identify no. himself... Aaron, the one guy is hot and cool, but the other guy, he didn't said it, so they're probably gone. So for the few of you remaining, uh, thanks for listening. We have a very exciting, fun episode featuring Lace Larrabee. What a great name. Comedian, actor, podcast host. Pageant queen. Pageant queen. Yeah. And many the, things. The, a lot of nuggets to listen out for. Um, we'll get into it, but she has started this comedy class and is just cranking out brilliant new stand-up comics including former guest Blair Erskine yeah it's it's it has been an all-female class now it it is opened up but um yeah I learned a lot yeah and I've done a lot of stand-up and I learned a ton so she's brilliant you're gonna enjoy it um but first yeah how was your week oh you know good week lots of traveling around doing shows was in Indianapolis a little bit um I've gotten I've learned that I'm self-conscious though on on flights I've been trying to read I mean, I, I know how to read. Uh, I've been trying to read more books. You're self-conscious because you open a book and close it 30 <laughs> and seconds later. Just like, oh, I can't, still can't do it. People know I can't. Um, but I like, read different things. I feel I feel very different levels of confidence based on what I'm reading in my seat on the plane. Right, right, right. Like if you're reading Agatha Christie, they're like, oh, this guy's interesting and kind of well-read. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm reading two books right now. Um, the first one is Sapiens. Oh, I've heard that's which brilliant. is about like anthropology theories about where humans came from and why we are the way we are, why we behave the way we do. Why is it not Homo sapiens? Is the author well, there's, a homophobe? <laughs> yes. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. He is. He's a doctor that's a homophobe. You d- take the Homo out. We well, there's many sapiens. different kinds of sapiens. We are Homo sapiens, but there's others. And don't oh. ask me any more information. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're not done reading it. Got um, it. I, yeah, I'm. I read about twenty pages a week. That's um, pretty good. Because, but I'm also reading a Stephen King book. Uh, called Misery, which is horror. I've seen the movie, Kathy and, Bates. It's okay, great. I'm so I didn't know it was a movie. I just saw that Kathy Bates is in it, and I'm like, I can't wait to finish this we book. We talked so about it, it with Blair. We did? And you laughed. You lied. Because Kathy Bates DM'd her, and she was yeah. she talked about Misery. Well, I just started reading it recently. I didn't, but right. I, it was literally for sale in the airport bookstore, and I was like, oh, I've been reading Stephen King. I'll get this one. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. I'm about halfway through. But when I'm reading Stephen King, I feel like people look at me like, oh, it's just a... He's not a real reader. He's just reading some fun stuff. I thought you were going to say when I read people think you're a a psycho. Yeah, maybe. When I read like Sapiens, people people are like, this guy's probably like a professor. That's true. That's what I think. I just and then I feel like then when I'm watching like on the Delta screen like Bobby Flay, then they think I'm just an idiot. And how did this guy get upgraded (laughs) to first class? Mm -hmm. That's like your uh, your Stephen King. I started watching Spiral, the new Saw movie with Chris Rock on the plane this week. Oh man. And, you know, it was horrific torture in the first five minutes. And I was like, I got to turn this off because I wanted to watch it. But the people around me, it was so violent. I was like, people are going to be alarmed. I don't know if there's a time other than being on a plane where you're so aware that other people are noticing what you're doing for entertainment. Oh, yeah. 
And that's all I can think about usually the whole time, and I don't enjoy any of the entertainment. For sure. And you click a movie you don't know anything about, and there's a there's a second of nudity or any kind of sexual situation, and I'm like, everyone thinks I'm watching porn. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And I turn it off. Yeah, guys, I hadn't seen this before. And then you're like trying to turn it off, but you pause it, and it's like, did that guy just pause it? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let me get a be- uh, better look. Yeah. Computer, enhance. It's just like I don't I don't watch this normally, guys. Uh, how was your week, Aaron? How was your vacation? Vacation was great. I was in Florida, the eye of the COVID. Uh, it was great. West Palm <laughs> Beach with my mom and sister. I am so sunburned. Yes. Your wonderful dog Ozzy keeps jumping on my leg, and I didn't get close to hitting him, but I thought about it a couple times. Yeah, he doesn't he know. Just, he just scratches right there. You probably feel the heat radiating through your yeah. jeans. I also posted a picture on my Instagram story of my foot after it got severely burned and I got out of a hot shower. And everyone was very, very alarmed and grossed out. And I deleted it after a while. But it looked, people were like, I'm going to send you aloe and a chainsaw. Like it needs to go. So it's very burned. Uh, but I'm hanging in there. You know, it was a great vacay. I just, uh, I'm going to peel a little bit. Don't cut your leg off. I won't. For you. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we have an advertisement today, do we not? Oh, I guess we do. This is new. We've never done one of these. Yeah. Why don't you uh why don't you take this sure, one? That's a really this nice one. way I'll, to introduce our new sponsor. Yeah, I'll speak from my heart. Terror, horror, fright. These are my love languages. <laughs> I didn't okay. Nothing launches me into a frenzy of ecstasy like being truly afraid. I've seen every scary movie you can name, ridden every roller coaster, walked through all the hauntedest houses. Wait, hauntedest haunted houses. I live in a state of constant fear, and I love it. Unfortunately, last year, I overexposed myself to terror, <laughs> and I became desensitized to the scary things that used to bring me pleasure. My favorite horror movies felt like episodes of Paw Patrol. Spending the night in a tent by the swamp multiple times a week couldn't even cure me of my fearlessness. I had become one of the zombies that used to frighten me so well. I felt nothing but an unquenchable thirst for fear. To feel anything at all, I was having to put myself in real danger. I couldn't sleep at night unless I left the door to my condo unlocked, sometimes open even. At my lowest, I would leave a trail of $1 bills leading from the street all the way to the side of my bed. (laughs) Sure, I ended up making a lot of interesting new friends, but my behavior was becoming increasingly dangerous. Where was I to turn? That's when one of my new street friends told me about The Big Scare. When you sign up for The Big Scare, they gather all types of information about you. They follow you around, observe your behavior, talk to people in your life, relatives, coworkers, old girlfriends, etc., to determine what you are truly scared of. They strike when you least suspect it. True, customized, fear-delivered. Even just knowing that it could happen at any moment was startling. Was starting to put a fright back in my step. I'll never forget the morning it happened. This is so long. <laughs> my alarm didn't go off like it was supposed to, and I was going to be late for work. My phone hadn't charged either. Hmm, strange. The only thing I was able to glimpse before it died in my hands was a notification that Brooks and Dunn had passed away. Both simultaneously. Well, I got in my car, and as I went to put the key in the ignition, I felt something slip over my head and around my neck. A rope. It tightened enough so that I could still breathe, but not escape. But wait. This wasn't a normal rope, I realized. This rope is made of hot dogs. Then I felt it, nibbling on my shoulder. I could hardly turn my head, but I glimpsed him. I glimpsed the man who was biting me, Joey Chestnut. My phone is dead. I'm late to a shoot I'm directing. Brooks and Dunn are gone. And now I was being eaten alive by competitive eater and human abomination Joey Chestnut. My biggest fear. I began to weep tears of joy. I felt it again. The feeling that I thought would never return. Horror. The big scare cured my fearlessness, and it can do the same for you. Or register one of your friends without telling them and watch as they experience personalized, unadulterated horror. Call for your free consultation with a terror mongerer today and begin the journey to your very own big scare. Terrifying. I'm glad I survived that. I know. They really got you right where it hurts. Whoa. That is, um, I'm very uncomfortable by how well you could nail my biggest fear. (laughs) (laughs) 
We tell you talked about it on here. They would they would have heard it in their research. That's true. You just it was a compilation of all the things I'm scared of in one. That's wonderful. Um, and also, I don't. I'm assuming you don't watch Black Mirror. Uh, I do. Is that one of the things? That's one of the episodes. Oh, what is it? Is it called that? They put an implant in the guy's head, and he has to stay in a house overnight. Oh yeah, I've seen and that. It's one. like his. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. It's but there's no Joey Chestnut, no Brooks and Dunn. Well, God, it was totally. It's totally different. It's totally different. Yeah, I totally. Didn't, totally you didn't get different. put in some weird house. No, I. It was in a car. But that guy actually didn't really either. Right. Whoa. Whoa. What if you're in it now? All right. This I'm, is a little. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up. Let's move on. Um, let's get into this episode. Yeah, let's get into the episode. Um, I'll, I'll also have to recommend something. That's a new thing we're starting. Remember? Oh, yeah. The Vow. Yes. On HBO. It's something Andrew and I both love. Uh, if you like true crime, it's kind of true crimey. It is about a cult that was taken down, was busted by the FBI like three or four years ago. Um, it's It's just special. I don't want to ruin much of it. We talk about it a little later in the podcast and get into it with Lace, our guest. So... Pause the podcast and watch The Vow. If you don't want any spoilers, there's just like baby spoilers later. Just just little BSs. Yeah, it's a, it's a cult, and it's it's awful, and it's so fascinating, and I can't get enough of it. And I would have been in it, probably. That's what's fascinating. Yeah, we would have both been in it if it was in our region. It's not aliens, nothing, you know, mystic about it. It's like self-help type stuff that a lot of people <laughs> fell for, a lot of good people, and we're trying to help the world under a false flag. Okay, but mostly, we're going to talk to Lace. But it's all about, about Lace. Other stuff too. Um, but anyway, please enjoy this episode with Lace Larrabee. Lace Larrabee. Oh my God! Hi, Andrew Stanley. Welcome to No Worries If Not. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is huge. Is that a real name? It's such a good, strong name. I've my always name? wondered that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Really? It was the first joke I ever wrote. The first bit I ever wrote was about my name. Yeah. Whoa. That is a very first joke topic. It's uh, like, all right, what's the first thing? Either your appearance or your name. You and, like, and if you have a unique name, and you've been questioned about it for what? I was twenty-eight when I started stand-up. Like, oh man, I should have said that because then people are going to figure out how old I am. <laughs> Oopsie. Now, this has only been doing stand-up for like four years. Yeah, so. two years, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, no, but I kind of started right there. I was like, what is the one thing that I have to like constantly go over with everyone I meet? So thank you so much, Aaron, for bringing that up. It's, I've always thought it was great. Wow. It seems like a Clark Kent like alter ego. That's your human name. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? But you're yes. blue viper on the side right. or something. But like, I didn't even pick like a good human name. Like, I picked a very like obvious human name yeah, that yeah. people were like that. Like, what a human girl's like, lace. <laughs> lace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it would also be like if your name was something different, something your like manager would be like, you know what, we should change your name to something with alliteration. Something with alliteration. All right. Yeah, my mom loved alliteration. Obviously, my little sister is Lauren, so Lauren Larrabee. But she had so many questions about lace for like the four years that I was alive before my sister was born that she was like, oh my God, we're just going to do a regular name, like a name that people know. <laughs> because with Lace, they were constantly like, Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. And she's like, no. We're doing Lauren next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. questions. Yeah. Well, and if I were a boy, it was supposed to be Lance. So I would have mm. had a normal name, which makes sense because I am called Lance in 99% of the emails that I receive. So They call sense. you Lance? Oh, constantly. I guess it is pretty close. So close. Does it get autocorrected to Lance? I think that might be what's that happening. Be. Yeah, and then I think a lot of like comedy bookers over the years, especially in my like early career, were like really hoping they were getting a dude named Lance Larrabee. The confidence there to see a name and be like, they forgot a name. <laughs> they, forgot. they forgot the end for <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, there's a sure. lot of names that can go both ways, especially, yeah. especially now. But yeah. like Lance, there's nobody naming their daughter Lance. Nobody is. They should though. That is a good. That is kind of kind cute. Well, oh, you know. write it down. All right. Okay. <laughs> Little yeah. lace, lace Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> Been drinking a lot of mead. Gonna need some names soon. <laughs> sure. uh, but no, the true story behind it is my mom is uh, she was seventeen when she had me, so that's why. So oh. you get so you get lace. <laughs> so you get a name like lace. Yeah. So it wasn't really a family name. It was just like a teen mom name. Like a teen mom name. Oh. Yeah. It's, cool. I'm just thankful it wasn't like lavender or December or panties. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. That could work too for sure. Yeah, it's not your middle name. It's not lace panties. Larry. No, okay. not anymore. I love it. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> that one we did have to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That checks out. I got real awkward in like second grade. <laughs> lace, we met. I think at my third stand-up show mm-hmm. I ever did. Yeah, it was. Well, it was open mic. It was open mic at the punchline, at the punchline. and you hosted it yep. and ran it. I did. And 
it's not always the most fun show to host and run. <laughs> this is the worst? Can it we is, say that? A lot <laughs> of insane people show up. Oh, yeah, because it's like if you Google, like, I want to do stand-up comedy, like, you'll just find the oldest club in Atlanta, which is the punchline. Yeah, I've heard of that. Right, yeah, yeah I, that's a name I recognize. Mm-hmm. I saw a show there 34 years ago, right? So everybody, like, every person in the tri-state area or more than that like people literally come down from like tennessee they yeah. come from alabama they come from south for their one big chance and they've never written a joke they've never been on stage held a microphone and that's their big that's their big night and they're like i only get five minutes they're oh, just like they how say much? that all the time oh dude okay so i, I, I can probably say this because it's hilarious i so we haven't had the open mic there in years and i don't work for them but i like i do stuff for them right so i used to handle the open mic like you said and so I had to filter, I had to like go through, field all the, all the emails. Oh no. That was 90% of the emails were somebody who's never done stand up, And they're like, I love stand up comedy. Always been a big fan. I've got hours of material. Can't wait to finally show it to a real audience. Oh my gosh. And what, what is the audience? Is it 10 people, five of which or from the diner that's attached right, to it? Right. Exactly. Yep. A couple people that, want, they peeked in the door and they're yeah. like, why is there noise coming from over here? I'm hearing the P word a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then they come over and, uh, yeah, and they just kind of poke their heads in. And the rest of them are just people who were waiting to sign up for the next week. Yeah. Or my parents or you're coming to see me coming to see you. They're all and so sitting proud. through these insane people oh, being like, so what are you doing with your career? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a lot. And then, so if you're, you're either getting emails like that or you're getting, exactly that email but from their quote manager mm-hmm. which is my favorite it's always oh, their mom my. or their girlfriend same last name same last name <laughs> yeah exactly and they're like comedian four sheets to the wind is gonna be <laughs> really wants to make their debut i'm like oh god and i'm like well i'm putting them on for sure <laughs> like, yeah absolutely that sounds wonderful that sounds amazing because yeah, those open mics it's it's great if they're good and it's also great if they're real bad oh yeah 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 if Sometime, it's mediocre you're just like exactly. that's that's not enough right. i need this to be horrific this needs to be a story to tell yep. tomorrow yeah. and if someone's awful and you're rooting against them yeah from the beginning yeah, yeah like yeah, if yeah, they yeah, have yeah. that name i'm like oh i hope oh, they bomb yeah. and it's gonna be great yeah and they will uh but <laughs> i remember you doing it andrew because i was like like it's like you said like everybody is like a nightmare and you're sitting there and you don't really like pay attention you're just like okay who's next who's next you're just trying to light people and you get up there and i'm like oh my god why are you good who are you where did you come from which state did you travel here from like i was angry at how good you were because i was like this is not fair you're very young and you're very good at this and then afterward i was like you know your name sounds a lot like that uh preacher <laughs> in atlanta you ever heard of him you're like yeah it's my dad it's yeah my dad. he is actually right behind you yeah uh, <laughs> Was he there? <laughs> uh, not th- not at the first one. I think. I think. Uh, I think he did come to the punchline for a few of those shows. Yeah, uh, but that was very nice of you to say. I can't imagine that I was actually good. You were fantastic. No, you had but jokes. Ma- right. Maybe in comparison yeah. to the preparation that other people. You were did, open mic at the punchline. Good. I was <laughs> nothing if not. Yeah. Overly prepared and had everything written and memorized. Yes, and as a good homeschool out. kid should be. Yeah, yeah you were course. very prepared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what? I remember you were super encouraging to me afterwards, and I always, I'll never forget that because I was oh, like, "Oh, the person who does this gets getting the only person getting paid to be here said yeah. I would, was doing good." Well, it was just nice to see a good like comic come through there, like honestly. So I was just super excited. Yeah. Wow, this is great. A little DTR here. Yeah. That's, that's actually the main yeah. reason we wanted to have you on Lace was to <laughs> just let everybody know how good I was from the beginning. I figured that was it, <laughs> and uh, we can wrap it up. Congrats! Yeah. I knew it. I knew there was a. Alt, what do they call? Almost said alternative motive. Almost said alternative motive, which this is what I get for podcasting with Catherine Blanford too much. Is she says things like that all the time, and I'm always like, I'm like, it's ulterior. <laughs> well, she just breezed past it. Yeah, but she just yeah, she'll just say it wrong, and then I'm like looking at her on the screen. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, it's fine. They don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of people who are good at stand up from the beginning mm-hmm. your your classes that you run i've been to two graduation shows yeah. it's a all female yeah. comedy class that you I run. now have some co-ed classes okay the pandemic forced me to pivot a little bit that makes sense but uh yeah yeah i've been to two graduation classes to see a friend of mine do stand up for the first time yeah you and saw you came for beth's for beth pilgreens yes. yep and who else Oh, I can't remember. I know I've been to two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you have two. Well, no, I know you have because I remember seeing you there, but I don't remember who. Ooh. Oh, I feel bad. I'll think about it. I'll well, think we, about it. Anyway. We just had our 26th graduation show, or 25th graduation oh, show gosh, the other night. It's a yeah. factory over there. Yeah, it really is. And I'm everyone so is, it's so impressive. It is so it's, impressive. Both of those shows, it was the tightest five minutes 
Yeah. No one bombed. No. There's a couple you could tell, like, they're just nervous just being in front of people. Yeah. But the jokes were so good. Yeah, that's what we do. What, uh, help, help me explain it. Okay. What's the formula? Well, give everyone a teaser. Obviously, well, you don't want to give away your secrets. I don't have any. Here's the thing. This is what people always say to me. Is like I was saying that because uh, I've got someone that's. I know you're like a big on TikTok and everything, mm-hmm. Aaron. Uh, he was I've, late to this. I've kind because of, he was finishing a TikTok. That is true. Oh, I was that like, sounds about late. right. Yeah, you were like, "Thank God, Lace is running late because I gotta get this TikTok out. The I people don't. are waiting." Um, yeah, so I've got a someone who took my class, and we're doing some trade work, and she's going to she's helping me with like social media strategy stuff, and we're gonna focus on TikTok for like my class and all that. So I'm gonna be giving out tips and all that on TikTok cool. very soon under Laugh Lab Comedy, and I was wor- I was worried. I was like, well, what? I was like, but I teach that. Like, what? This is probably not smart. She goes, no, it's not about. She goes, anybody can Google any of that stuff. She goes, the secret to it is you. She's like, you're the one who makes the class different and, and good and special. And I was like, that obviously like made me happy. But I think she's right. Like, I don't. Absolutely. Because there's clearly something I'm doing. But like, it's because it's me there helping with, you know, it's not just like, here's what a punchline is. Yeah. Right. Well, there's only so much you can tell someone who's about to try stand up for the first time. Exactly. Like, you're, it's not like you're going to have this new crazy technique that's going to really help them. But no. the person that gives you that advice, go, it goes a long way if you're comfortable with them and they're telling yes. you in a way that you can understand. And they're not and they're not giving you advice that you don't need yet. Yes. I think a lot of people get all this advice before their first time. And it's a lot of stuff they just should not even don't be even worrying need. about. And yet. see, I'm so glad you bring that up because I literally I'm always on the lookout for that in my class because it's six weeks long. You start, you literally are only in class weeks one, two, three, four, five, and then you graduate on week six. And then there's a rehearsal in between before that. But like, I'm constantly like, nah, hold tight. You're wasting your time asking me that. You don't need to know any of that information right now. Well, let's just focus on this type five. And so what we really do is like, the breakdown is I treat it. I tell people that like, it takes like about six months to a year to do what we do in that class. And really what I do is I make them get on stage for the first time, the first night. They're on stage twice the first night. And then they're on stage at least twice for the whole rest of the the weeks. And they just get up there and they run it like an open mic. And I take all the pressure off. And I'm like, don't try to be funny. Don't try to write a joke. Just talk. Talk. What's a funny thing you've been through in your life? Start with your name or your family or something that you already know. What is a story you would tell if you were at a party and you didn't know people? Start there. And then we'll go from there. And then I just give them feedback when they're on stage. I'm like, and they record themselves. And I go, okay, what part of that worked? Where was the laugh? Now let's keep focusing on where the laughs are. And then let's like. Build around it. Build around it. And then let's cut out everything in between until it's just like laugh, 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 laugh. There you go. For those of you listening at home, you're ready. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do, right? (laughs) And it was, how's the community aspect? Like, do y'all. I mean, there's now, after what, 20 whatever graduation yeah. shows, there's how many graduates now? and something. I don't know, 260, something like that. Do you all get together and hang out? Is everyone friends now? So that's kind of what I did. Is From the beginning, I realized that I was like, because my very first class, Blair Erskine, never yeah. never did stand-up until she took my class. That's Former wild. guest. Yeah. guest. Yeah. yeah, friend of the pod. You're to thank for everything. <laughs> Not at all. She was already <laughs> writing. Like, that's the thing about Blair is like, yeah. all I can take credit for is like, I made her put a mic in her hand and do stand-up mm-hmm. comedy, you know? But she was already writing skits and writing uh, all this, um, what does she have? She had like a full-blown web series online, like a couple different ones that oh, she wow. was working on for a long time. I think she was probably, I might be speaking out of place, but I'm pretty sure she had like a screenplay already going or a play or something like that she was working on. I don't know. I just remember she was like a big, big writer. And uh, and I was like, girl, you're hilarious. And she wanted to stand up, and I knew her through like the comedy community, and uh and once we got her in there we were able to take that stuff and whittle it down to like a five which she did nine at the graduation show so blair if you're listening <laughs> on, i'll blair. never forget I'll did she know forget. did she oh, know yeah, she was she running did. it yeah she's okay it's a, good, it's a yeah. good thing jimmy kimmel didn't call you for a reference right exactly like, well you're, she's gonna yeah. write a you're pretty welcome, long blair. jokes yeah needs so. a lot of attention but yeah. very funny yeah <laughs> but i knew she was a murderer and i had her close that first one yeah and uh and that's the thing is like i knew it was magic from like the first i was like oh my god i'm like getting really good people i mean there's always a couple like wild cards that you're like oh my god how are you not put away right now but (laughs) i mean some really interesting folks come through there but giving names can you share any stories from the wild cards (laughs) oh god no because they're too obvious (laughs) they'll know too obvious (laughs) they're too obvious 
like there's only one person that owns a bunch of raccoons, so you can't really. <laughs> exactly. Well, Aaron, you're like talking about the community, and I'm like, ooh, they all know. <laughs> <laughs> right. That makes so, sense. so my idea was like, I was like, well, here's what other comedy classes I don't know are doing, or I don't know anything about other comedy classes, honestly, because I never took one. So I was like, if I was going to do this, maybe I want these people to stay in touch with the next class and the next class. So I created like a private group on Facebook. And every time they graduate, they have to graduate though. I invite them in there and they all stay in touch. And that is now November will make four years since I've been teaching this class. And so, yeah, they've all stayed in that little community together. People have, not only do they book shows through there and get buddies to like run full comedy shows together and all that, they also like hire each other and stuff. Like so many, I've watched so many people like get jobs, get a nanny for their family, like start a whole new career find homes i mean all sorts of stuff so yeah and then we try to get together pre-pandemic we had like a big like end of the year holiday party yeah it's like a sorority it's like a sorority it's like oh comedy sorority she she graduated you know 10 years ahead of me and now she hired me yeah exactly exactly and i mean that's not a sorority as much as it's a cult but still it's definitely it's there yeah Yeah, i I enjoy it i'm a narcissist so it's fun yeah the greek life stuff is pretty culty yeah it is it's true but i didn't do sororities so i don't know how to compare it to that but i have always wanted to lead a cult because there's just not enough women in that business there should be more women cult leaders. There are Thank some, you. right? There's a couple out there, I think. Aaron, Aaron knows a lot about cults. Oh, do you? I mean, I watch a lot of cult stuff. Yeah, me too. Actually, I already talked about it on this episode, technically, because in our intro, mm. I'm talking about The Vow. Mm. Oh. Mm. Have you seen that? I have not yet, but I'm very, you gotta very watch familiar the Vow with on it. HBO. Nexium. I know Nexium. I've read a lot and I've listened to a lot of like podcasts about it, but I have not watched it. Watched it, so I do need to do that. It's the craziest thing in the world, uh, Sarah. Edmonton mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. husband Nippy are the two big whistleblowers. Right. I was going to say this in the intro, but I'll, I'll say it now and not talk about it. Now everyone intro. knows we do the intros <laughs> after. <laughs> Sorry. Well, everyone knows that. We say yeah. this conversation's great. It was great. Yeah. You just predict it? No, we don't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the show. Read her book afterwards. Dang. You got uh, real into it. I got, I've never gone down a content hole like this. Yeah. I love it. Because cults are usually so out there. It's yeah. usually like an asteroid's picking us up. We're going to cut off our penises. <laughs> That's from Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, Yeah, that was. We gotta wear an Aaron original idea. We gotta wear these type of tennis shoes. Like we're gonna. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we're all gonna put little triangles over our bodies. Uh Yeah. You see that, and you're like, these people are like, what out of their mind? Yeah, Yeah. and it's just entertainment because it's so out there. Yeah. Nexium blew up what four years ago. It's current, Mm -hmm. and the first episode of The Vow, you're like. I would do that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I would do that. <laughs> they are because because it's like a personal growth thing. It's helping yeah. people pr- pursue yeah, their careers. It's like careers. group therapy. It sounds like your stand up class, right? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's also a lot like uh, Scientology, which is also really right? easy to get into because uh-huh. from what I understand and everything I've read and watched about that too, it's just very simple. It's like, do you want to better yourself? Is it, yeah. And you're like, yeah, of course I do. Why would I not? And then yeah. five years later, you're like mopping and you haven't seen your family and. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh-huh. you're just spending like somehow you're giving them two hundred thousand dollars a year. And you've it's, told them all your worst secrets. Yeah, uh-huh. now they have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're attacking your family. Yeah, next to them, they would make people record videos like confessing to things they hadn't even done. So they're like, well, the collateral is blackmail. They started a women's group, mm-hmm. which they thought was you know empowering women. It mm-hmm. was really ran by the head guy, mm-hmm. and it was grooming sex slaves. Right. Him. That's what I. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm aware of. With yeah. It. Yeah. Um, so that's how it blew up. I remember reading it back in the day, and then I watched the show. Whatever. They have a podcast called A Little Bit Culty. It's great. Like oh. first episode is Leah Rimini. Nice. You know, Scientology, Scientology. whistleblower. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Great actress. So good. So good. Um, and I posted about it one time, and we became kind of internet friends a little bit. I'm sorry, couple. you and Leah Rimini? No. Oh, you the whistleblowing Sarah couple and from... Sarah oh, Yes, yes, it, yes. Love their podcast, love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. A couple months later, they're like, hey, we're going to be in Atlanta for six weeks. We might move there. Stop. So I hung out. We hung out a ton. No, you didn't. And they're the best. That's awesome. I love them. Well, it makes a lot of sense, though, that they're from Canada, because the name, like, Nippy, that just doesn't fly yeah, anywhere Yeah, he's from else. Atlanta, somehow. That's <laughs> oh. why. Yeah, I, I can't remember where Nippy's from but he, I was going to say that's cool either and a, hot and he was a uh, college quarterback at Brown oh, with the name Nippy. That's cool. Good for him. Okay. Overcoming him. the odds. You really, well, he had to cause he was given that name. That's so, true. A lot of people don't know it's short for nipple. So, whoa, yeah. Yeah. never yeah. even thought about it. Never even thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get that name. Like you're going to be, you're going to be in a cult. You're going to be in a cult or a cross dresser. Yeah. yeah you got to, you got to wear an undershirt. Drag queen. Yeah. If your name's Nippy. <laughs> if your name's Nippy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
That's true. Otherwise, you like my name's Nippy, and you're like, yeah, I see. I know. Yeah, I we, get know. It. Yeah, like, oh, we know. Yeah, we know. like, thank God you said it because we were thinking the same thing when we saw you across this Applebee's. You're like, it is nippy in here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, my name's Butt Sweaty. Like, you don't. <laughs> I won't tell you why, but you could guess right. if you walk around me. Yeah, give it a few minutes, you'll know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So watch the vow. All that to say, watch 100%, the vow. Hundred percent. It's amazing. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I am starting a kinder cult. I don't really have any ulterior motives to it. Well, you don't have to have those yet. First, you just no. need to assemble the people. Yeah. And then and your motives will reveal themselves. Oh, this is right. beautiful. Yeah. You sound like you have a little bit of experience in I've this. I've thought about excited. it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of cults start good. Major Applewhite was like, I just want to take a ride on an asteroid. Yeah. And then it just <laughs> developed. Just you know what I mean? Right I don't know. You just want to spread the gift of comedy. That's all I want to do. Right. Yeah. And then keep everybody's email addresses just in case. Yeah, just in case. Don't ask us why we go out in the woods and, you yeah. know, make a big fire and make a sacrifice of a male comic and take our shirts <laughs> off and weave our own skirts. Don't part, ask it's us. It's part of the process. That's yeah. right. That's, you know, that's week three. You, Andrew, you never took a class, did you? No, I listen to a lot of like podcasts. Mm-hmm. I listen to Rick Roberts' podcast, and he does comedy classes. But I just listen for yeah. free to all his podcasts, and he's awesome. That's he's exactly a fr- he's a what we're scared now. of. That with TikTok. Exa- that's Come exactly on. what I'm terrified of. Thanks a lot for yeah. now making me maybe not start TikTok. Yeah. Uh, but I'm fr- I'm friends with Rick now. That's cool. And I've been a guest on his podcast. Now. Oh, fantastic! So full circle, but yeah. he's great. School of Laughs podcast. Uh, we take Lace's class. Um, Please, but if not, there's another. <laughs> well, it's hard. You can't because they're all sold out right now. But yeah, <laughs> how long? How long is it sold out? So for the rest of the year, yeah. Oh. So just the next two classes are sold out. But I always stop at the same time. I kind of learned my lesson. I was like, I want to stop before the holidays and then start back at like late January, early February. So yeah, but the ones the next two are sold out. Do you feel like uh, you're too good at this? And it's going to be hard for you to get stage time moving forward because you're creating an army of great comedians in Atlanta. Yeah. And you're only allowed to have one woman on each show. So it's right. Those are them's the rules. (laughs) Them's the rules. (laughs) As we know. Right. Um, Yeah. At first, I didn't really think about that because I was like, I'm so far ahead of everybody by multiple years, like in comedy. Like, it's fine. Being 30 years old now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Being 30. And uh, and so after a while, though, going almost four years in, I'm like, (laughs) what did I do? <laughs> the great thing is though is uh like more women run shows now in Atlanta yeah. than ever ever before yeah. and all of them came out of my class mm-hmm. because they all listen and they paired up and like one of the bits of advice I give people if they take level 2 is I'm like if you want stage time make stage time if you're not getting on the shows you want or you're showing up and there's like 70 people on a list and it's supposed to start at seven, doesn't start till nine, and people don't get out of there till like one a.m. And I'm like, if you work full time, you got kids, you you don't want to stand for that, make a show. And Smart. then they were all like, write that down. And then they all turned around and started shows. So <laughs> now like all the shows in town. So it's good and bad because it's like at first I was like, oh no, there. I, I used to be the female comedian in Atlanta <laughs> for <laughs> but now so you, long. You can get stage time now wherever I can you get want. Stage like, time. I'm, I made you. They I owe made you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you ever forget. Yeah. 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 Y'all were talking about like Blair take take her take you know take me with you or whatever and like that's yeah. what I've been. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget me, Blair. Remember us. <laughs> Remember when I told you how to move the mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> I know I had nothing to do with you getting on camel, but come on. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to swallow. Yeah, but yeah. I do. Thank you for pointing out all my fears. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's <laughs> what's fun about <laughs> is this. Is that what this is? That's why I love cold stuff. There's all these <laughs> unlocked fears that I get. It's yeah, enthralling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to take a cast. Like A, a cast? cast? Cool. I didn't take a cast. I didn't steal anyone's leg cast. <laughs> Whose cast did you take? Yeah. Okay. What did what they do mean? to you? I was on the weekends, go to the children's hospital and just see what I can <laughs> take from rooms when they're sleeping. I take, I take my saw <laughs> down to children's and... Uh, I take my saw? I take a cast. Right. Especially, you know when babies wear those little helmets because their head's all weird? Mm-hmm. I like to take those. <laughs> Okay. They are really cool. They don't even fit my head. I just put them on my mantle. Nah, I yeah. put them on my feet like little moon shoes. <laughs> put them on my shoulders. <laughs> like little moon shoes. Put um, them on my dog for TikTok. Um, I did a <sighs> class yes. to start, uh, mm-hmm. and it was scarring. Mm-hmm. Half the people in there, yeah, they were they were the people you were talking mm-hmm. about. They mm-hmm. were like, why you should be in jail. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. should mm-hmm. not be out mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show was so bad. There's a couple people that still I've never seen anyone. It's I mean you've seen people that bomb the same level, just pure silence, mm-hmm. and everyone hates them. Mm-hmm. But like this was the absolute 
basement floor of, of bombing. Ooh. And it was in the basement. It was relapse theater. Oh, um, I know. Which and class. there's some jokes that I still remember that I cannot say, uh, oh. but they were terrible. Yeah, you're not really offended because you're like, this is just a dumb, bad person. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, part of the deal, it was like a comedy exercise. You come up with a bad opinion and then try to justify it. You know, we are like, you know, car wrecks are actually fun. And then you just try to write ways. Oh, yeah. See, that's, that's like that's old Seinfeld thing. Yeah, oh, for no, sure. I know. Yeah. It's, that's the kind of stuff that's in like the comedy Bible by Judy Carter. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Have y'all read that? I don't know. That's like it. the book. My mom, it came out in like the late 90s. So... I still have the original one, and it is uh, in the back. It has like all these chapters, or no, not chapters. What do you? No one reads books anymore. And the glossary, glossary is in the back about yeah. if you want to submit to to comedy clubs, and it says where to mail your VHS tapes to. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, like you're saying, like in that class, people would be like, it annoys me with. I know For that sure. formula, but then I'm they're not smart or good enough to yeah. make it be funny. Mm-hmm. So like a guy was like trying to justify the Holocaust, and mm. you're like, He's like, what are we doing? Mm. And he also didn't run that during the class. We all would have been like, no, dude. And he just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I remember, and there was just some wildly awful, violent, like, sexual jokes. Oh, God. It was was bad. And it ruined the whole show. Hear me out, guys. (laughs) I'm going to bring it back around. Hey, let me finish. Yeah, stay with me. I paid for this class. Yeah, no, and that's the other thing, too, is people have to turn in a final transcript the week before. And then we spend that last week between myself and my TA, whoever I have. Cause then I learned also too, after a while, like I gotta have, I gotta have a teacher's assistant. Like yeah. I cannot do this by myself anymore. I just can't physically take it on. It's, it's <clears throat> I enjoy doing it. I'm clearly like good at pointing out like, Oh, that's a good premise. That's good. Let's work with this. But like mentally as a comic myself, it is beyond exhausting. Like it's so hard to find time like I'm proud of what I'm doing, but it's so hard to find time to like actually write for myself because I'm so like all that energy goes to like helping other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Punch up their jokes and stuff, and that's just like I don't even want to write. Like, <laughs> has it? Do you really feel like it's affected your comedy? And I'm sure there's positives and negatives, but how has it your comedy kind of changed since you started? Um. I don't want to sit down and write. Like writing feels way more of a chore than it did before. So that's kind of sucks. But what I have learned, though, is I don't know if it's just because like time and comedy, you know, I'm been a decade in now and it, I don't know if just like being in it so long made me more comfortable or teaching the class made me more comfortable. But now life on stage is so different. Like I, I feel when I walk up, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't whether I'm planned, whether I have my set planned out or not, I'm going to have a good time. And I know I can like handle crowd work. I know I can hand, I can just handle things in a way that I was never able to before after like dealing with like six weeks of classes back to back to back to back to back. It just made me so much more comfortable in my skin and being like, okay with whatever comes out of my head is probably going to be the right thing. Cause I know the formula of stand up so well. So yeah, that's it. I don't know, but I'm not writing a ton of new stuff. Yeah which is very annoying. It is tough when you're, when you feel like you have so much other creative stuff going on that you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta, I gotta think of something for my show. Yeah. And that's how, always how I feel because like you've, Aaron, you've been to my grad shows before a couple of them, but yeah. like at the beginning I've got to do a set and sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'll just do, you know, if I showed up to a gig, like out of the city, if I'm like yeah. in the suburbs or whatever, I'm like, I can do any old joke I ever, any, any joke I've ever written back yeah. to back is going to be fine. I can use, all the all the uh, old faithfuls, right? And then, uh, but when it comes to that, I'm like, oh no, there's a whole bunch of people here who've seen me before. Shit, I got to do something new. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I write that down? Like, what do I do? I take like, <laughs> and I'm literally like in the back. I give them a big pump up, like get excited, you know, pep talk. And then I'm literally sitting there going through my notes, like, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> I got, I got to say something. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh no, I got to write. A, I got to do something. So I'll do like an old joke, but then I'm, I'm up there like. It's like my open mic night. Like I'm like sweating, like trying to think of new stuff. So yeah, but it's okay because you know, I don't have to be amazing. It's not about me. No, it's mm. about them. It is about them so that one day you can rule the world through them. Yeah. Ultimately it's about me, but yeah. that moment it's not, you know, and they're a bunch of students. I'm going to sound better than them anyway. So it's good. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, to shift gears a little bit. <laughs> um, the other thing that I know about you that we've talked about before is that you grew up doing beauty pageants i did and you were miss cobb county I was, is that right at one point the correct title mm-hmm. it was um, a very small county back then not a lot very of interest small. Yeah. <laughs> couple cows <laughs> nothing like it is today one pig a meth head and uh that's why i could win yeah. you know it's real easy <laughs> uh, i know i don't know about aaron i know very little about pageants yeah. and all of that and yeah. one of the things we like to do on this podcast is learn about new things oh yeah 
Um, how does one get into pageants? Is it a decision that you would make or something, a decision your mom would make? Or well, how did, how did it happen class. for you? No, you take a class. You take a pageant <laughs> class. And so now I'm now offering Laugh Lab Pageant 101. Laugh Lab Pageant 102. Uh, no, I... Okay, so to tell the... To try to try my best to make this concise. When I was a kid, so we've lived all over the state of Georgia. I don't know where, like, where are y'all from, like, in Georgia? Gwinnett, Snowville. And you were just there forever, like, as a kid? Yeah. Right? Yep. Same. And you're from, like, yeah, the same town the whole yeah. time? Of course you're from Milton. Um, okay. <laughs> Makes so much sense. This mic is so hot. I, I feel like I can't even, like, breathe in without it sounding like... <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll turn that part way up. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like my breath smells like, or smells like, sounds like right now. It smells um, maybe like this creature. Things can smell like a noise, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I, so as a kid, I was just like that that kid that wanted all the attention. I like wrote little plays and stuff to make my family like watch me, you know, as you do. And, uh, and then that kind of turned that into like, there was a movie being filmed. I don't know if y'all remember the movie. Um, almost said there's something about Mary, but that's not it. Uh, something to talk about with Dennis Quaid, Julie Roberts, Kira Sedwick. Don't think so. Oh, it's such a good movie, by the way. It came out like in the nineties. Anyway, they filmed it in Georgia. They filmed most of that movie in Georgia. And like my family, they knew I was a ham and they were like, they, there was like a thing in, on the, in the newspaper. You don't remember what that is, Andrew, but newspapers. Ham is uh, like a good heard of it, right? Yeah. Like I was just like hamming it up okay, all the time. Okay, okay. I wanted I some that attention. Was like, like physically, yeah, or, I was a, a yeah, just like a like a real pig. Looked like uh, a ham. <laughs> looked, smelled like a ham. Uh, real pink for some reason. Yeah, like, didn't your make, tail was curly. My is tail weird. was curly. It was before they could get it off. But uh, no, so I was just like you know, always want attention and all that. And uh, we like there was a thing in the newspaper looking for actors, like background actors, and my whole. <laughs> So we kind of missed the deadline. Like my, my, this was all middle Georgia and my grandma had called us and we're like, Oh my God, there's a movie starring Julia Roberts and lace looks like a little Julia Roberts. Cause when I was little, I just had a mouth. Like it was just <laughs> a mouth and brown hair. I like grew into my mouth a little bit, but like for a long time I was just teeth. The Pac-Man looking kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I look like. Right. And, uh, people called me horse monkey cause I had like Whoa. horse teeth and a monkey face, I guess is what the kids decided at my school. It was brutal. Yeah. They, they, they called you it. Then they explained it. Yeah, they would tell me why. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, in case you don't know, uh-huh. yeah, it's like a centaur, but like way worse. <laughs> but like way worse, yeah. like a busted liger, you know? <laughs> like a busted liger. <laughs> that's what we should have named this podcast. Busted, busted liger. liger. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Oh, that's your superhero name. Yes, that's your it. human name's Lace Larry. Human name then... Lace Larry, but busted liger. <laughs> oh man, uh, from the planet of horse monkey. So I. Um, so anyway, not only did we not go through the correct submission process, I promise this all makes sense. My, we should show up, uh, one morning, like the call time for like the extras, they needed like 2000 extras and everybody had already been there for like a couple days. My mom and I drive down from coming cause we were coming at the time and we drive down from coming all the way to Perry, Georgia. And we just get in line and we walk up and they're like asking our names and mom's like, well, I don't know what you did with our paperwork. Like we were here the last two days. So I don't know why you don't have our information. And, uh, and they were like, Oh, we're so sorry. And like <laughs> refilled out some information, got us these little like pay cards or whatever. And, uh, and then we were there and I ended up being on set for nine days. I ended up getting pulled out of the audience and made like, they made me like a featured extra. Ooh. Yeah. So, and then they like, then my grandma befriended. So every day we brought in more family members and we kept doing the same thing. So it started with just me and my mom. The next day it was me and my mom, two of my aunts. The next day it was me and my mom and two aunts, my grandma. Uh, the next time my dad drove down too and he brought my little sister. And then like, until we had like 15 family members in this movie, it, this is the kind of people I come from. And so everybody's just calling out of work. Yeah, (laughs) seriously, seriously. Like my big break's coming. And, uh, my grandma like befriended like the, uh, the AD on set. And then it was just like, it was just such a mess. So, but I had a blast. I got to meet Julia Roberts, got to meet all these people. And then I was set. I was like, okay, well, this is clearly like, I got to do this. And then I was like, what do we got to do? And my mom. So when you're like, who picks things, mom, are you? It's kind of me. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I feel like a movie star. This is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. And uh, my mom's like, well, we got to do something with this kid. And so she got me into, like, I did those model searches and stuff. 
I did get an agent. I did a couple commercials as a kid. And then my mom got a job when we moved to the middle of nowhere in South Georgia, like an hour west of Savannah. Mm. So I don't know how familiar y'all are with like Southeast Georgia, Glenville, Georgia. There's one red light in the entire county. There's two now, three maybe. But uh, in the whole county of like Tattnall County. So we get down there and there's nothing like that. And I had been like on a roll, right? Like auditioning all the time, doing all this. Like I was like, um, we thought about shipping me off to like LA to like put me in one of those houses with a bunch of like kid actors. Yeah. Where this lady would like train us. Very cult style. Very. And uh, you got to call her madam. And you're like, something feels weird. Something feels weird about that. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm 12. And uh, yeah, so I like... I didn't know what to do. My school had a pageant and I was like, I've got to get some attention at some point. This is a bunch of BS. Right. So I went home and I was like, mama, I'm doing a pageant. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, you get a crown at the end. So yeah, I think I can do it. I've seen the kids. I've seen what I'm up against. Oh, yeah. Like I've been to the school for two weeks. I'm going to do a pageant. Chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, I think it's going to go well, mom. And uh, way better than those model searches at Gwinnett Place Mall. And uh, so I remember going to those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I used to you do went them. to those, Aaron? I I I'm, I was trying to go to like GameStop, but I saw them. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. You were walking by, and they say, "Excuse me, young man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever considered a career in modeling? They tried. They tried we so much. We could make but... you a star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wasn't for me. Not yet. Well, so y'all. Not yet. <laughs> I entered. I was thirteen. I entered, and I won. And that was it. That was and you all got your crown. Wrote. Got my crown. We didn't know what we were doing. Had no idea. I look like a psychopath on the stage. There's still a VHS of it. And uh, you had to do no like idea. talents or dancing not in that or one. Okay. No, nope, you just had to walk and say your name at one point. And uh, I could do both of those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, real tough. And I won. And then all the girls hated me. And so that was fun. <laughs> I started getting hate messages in my locker. Whoa. Yeah. So like I was getting these uh, like serial killer style letters where they would like cut up, like cut oh. letters out of magazines and like glue them to like a piece of paper to tell me to go back to where I came from, Yankee. And they called you a Yankee because you Yankee, moved from Cumming, Georgia. Cumming, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there were only six cows up there in Cumming. So, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they uh, they did not know where the rest of Georgia was. They had never been there. So, yeah, they all hated me. And uh, and I was like, well, I got to have something to look forward to before I can move out of this town. So I just did pageants for years until I got to the point where I was doing, like, the pageants with talent and interview and all that stuff. And then, yeah, kept doing that because that was my, like, that was the way I could see out. Like, that was the light at the end of the tunnel was, like, if I could just do good at this like maybe it'll take me you know maybe it'll take me somewhere else after this and yeah. here you are on no worries if not and here i am you made it uh, what was your talent uh so i did comedic monologues okay i was hoping that's what it was i yeah. felt like that was right um yeah. so that was your first time doing like jokes on stage yeah but here's the the biggest difference is it wasn't um my writing like i wasn't doing stand-up comedy i was doing monologues from plays so but i would always pick funny ones and then always yeah so i would do that Gotcha. What were the yeah. ones? Are there like movies we know? Or are there no, just all it's plays? all plays and Got stuff. It. Like I don't was, know any plays. No, yeah, no. you're not gonna know. Nah. There was one that was really hilarious though that I just because if I could make myself look as bad as possible on stage with the talent portion, like that was my favorite. Like that's what I was aiming for was just people to be like, "What is happening?" Yeah, uh, she looks so like poised earlier, and then I just come out there like. Rrr. So I did. Uh, I did this one. This one monologue that was about a woman who was like losing her mind in a department store because she was trying to register for wedding gifts, but she wasn't engaged. She was just (laughs) sick of buying everybody else gifts. And she's like, why don't I deserve this, 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 this? And she had all this and she's like screaming at the manager the whole time, but only a very one-sided argument. And so I went, I went to Goodwill and like got a wedding dress from Goodwill. And then I tattered it up even more. And then I like came out there as like a crazed woman, like screaming at a manager. And that was like, that's so good. So you never won anymore. I love that you do that. You go to like troll vibe and then you curtsy and pageant yeah, wave and, and walk then, off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, because at that point, I'm like, they've already seen me in the interview. They saw me on stage question. They saw me in swimsuit. They know I know what I'm doing. So right. now I can come out here and be an insane person. And everyone else is coming out there like yeah. twirling a baton and like tap dancing to Michael Singing Jackson. God bless the America. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But no, so I kept winning and winning and winning until you get too old and then you get kicked out. There's kind of something upsetting Dang. about a wedding dress from Goodwill. <laughs> right? Because you don't know the story. She's like, what is the story there? What's the story? It feels like it's a good way to get a curse on you. 
Oh, maybe that's what put happened. that on. That might be what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's why I'm here. That reminds me of. Do you still have it? We might have to. I do. I do. Clean, oh no. <laughs> you still have it for real? I do. <laughs> What age was this pageant? I'm a little bit of a hoarder. Uh, that that was hmm, well, you age out. I age out of the Miss USA system at 27, but that was like you were you were not doing talent in that one. The Miss America system, though, I aged out at 22 or 23. Okay, so they kick you out early. You can't, you're not allowed to have opinions or sell you. Uh, do they yeah. not? Do, <laughs> do do they not have any other ones? Surely, there's got to be. There's there's ones for like adult adult like married women and stuff, but like I'm not living that kind of. Is there any like geriatric pageants? Oh I yeah, I did. I did MC a pageant in a nursing home one time when I was Miss Cobb County back in the day. Oh, I, that's that was cool. sweet. How much yeah. fake smiling did you have to do with that? None. I smile. I was so genuinely happy, but then I was like, and then like little tears would fall because I'm like, they're not gonna be here much longer. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Under your first and last pageant. This is, yeah. Uh, did they do bathing suit? <laughs> no, you just will them out in their cutest Come Sunday on. dress. I know. Oh, I, I pushed dang. for it. I was like body positivity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, they, uh, that was really sweet though. That was so cute. I found a picture of it recently and I was like, they all and did you, was there sure a winner did. or was it all like, everyone's beautiful? They should have done it that way, yeah. but no, they were vicious. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the old men are like, no, nope. Sandy, Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're pretty opinionated. No, no yeah. filter. And yeah. it's in that like the STD Haven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nursing homes. Home. Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy. They just pass them around like bank candy. Oh. They're just oh. giving it to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. My husband is <laughs> back when he was do- still doing comedy full time. Like he, he had a bit about how his grandmother was in a nursing home for uh, dementia, and now. <laughs> He got a call one time when he was in L.A. When he was living in L.A., he got a call from one of the people at the nursing home that was like, um, we just, we need to call and let you know that uh, your grandmother has been um, having relations with Cleve. Uh, he's another, he's another resident here. And he's Cleve. like, <laughs> and he was like a one-legged vet. It's like in a wheelchair and he'd just like use his one little leg and like get, go into girls, like the other women's rooms. And he was quite quite the uh the the ladies man apparently the catch wow you can be a little yeah. you can be a little quieter you're only stepping half the steps right <laughs> so much you easier really to creep, creep in creep around with one foot yeah if you got some wd-40 on those wheels <laughs> yeah. it's just really <laughs> easy to creep in in the oh. night so, good yeah. for cleave i guess oh, I, thought, I don't know I, I was picturing him hopping no <laughs> he just from room, from room to room wheel himself in with that one leg and he was just getting it on with most of the women yeah yeah wow. and they i think they had to call because he had had an std or something i was, say, so I was they like were they just like, ratting on them that's or is there like, why a medical let, issue let them get what they want to get let them get it in yeah. they don't have they're a they're on time. the way out just yeah. most no rules. people named cleave have a lot of stds <laughs> yeah. i think yeah i don't think any cleaves made it through unscathed there's never been a clean cleave no <laughs> no. no way i think that's a precursor like it's a it's a prerequisite to be named cleave yeah you earned that name you earned that name yeah Yeah. that wasn't your name before but you (laughs) you left your mark in cleveland (laughs) (laughs) cleveland georgia tennessee and ohio (laughs) and then by that point they're like all right (laughs) that's old cleave over there oh all right (laughs) (laughs) we've covered all the bases right that's what you want to be here for yeah Uh Uh, we need to talk about your podcast for a second too though i would love to your podcast cheaties podcast cheaties with comedian um catherine blanford catherine blanford not branford yes how do you how do you what's the tagline how do you sum it up when people ask uh well so the the full title is cheaties the podcast of champions uh (laughs) because our goal is to ultimately get sued by wheaties so are they around really what we're aiming for yeah they're around are they I think so. I still see them at the grocery store, I think. You, they sell Wheaties at the grocery store? I think we just assume are, that oh. Wheaties are still in business, I but I have no so. idea. Not because not I'm a 32-year-old man that still eats cereal. That's not why I know that. But, <laughs> yes, they still sell them. <laughs> okay. When you're on your way to buy wine and caviar, yes, yes, sometimes yes. you go through the cereal Yes, 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 mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, so we, like, uh, we heal through, you know, laughter, I guess. That's what we're doing. We're like, people call... So we do two episodes a week and we both bonded. We were already friends like from stand up, and we were bonding over both getting cheated on and catching the person in the exact same way, going through their phone where they're passed out in the other room. And, uh, and she found all this stuff and then, and it was a comic in Atlanta that she was with for three years. We talked about on the podcast, so it's okay. Uh, we never drop names. Um, 
but yeah, and my ex, that was pre meeting my husband. So this was a while, while back. So like I had dealt with it. I had a bit about it. I was doing it on stage. I still do it on stage now, definitely to promote the podcast. But (laughs) the funniest part was like, she told me when she was going through his phone, she's like devastated. She's like finding this information. They've been together for three years. She finds it. And while she's scrolling through and like starting to take screenshots, like of his phone, she's like, this is Lace's bit. Yeah, <laughs> she said she thought about like stopping and calling me like in the middle of it, and uh, and that was just so funny. And I was like, oh my god, let's do a podcast. <laughs> we're, we're if it happens to us, it's gonna ha- it's happened to a million other people. And I just was sitting there, and I was like, oh my god, everybody has either been cheated on or cheated or been a side piece or something. So people can tell their stories, and then we can find out like where they are on the other side, like how they get through it. Because I was like, Catherine, you're going to be okay. You're going to be great. And now she's flourishing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got through it. It was the best thing that ever happened to me was catching my ex cheating because then like that opens so many other doors for me. And I yep. was like, Oh, I'm free. Oh my God. And if I can deal with that, I can deal with anything. And I started stand up after, after I caught my ex and all that, like my whole entire life changed. And, uh, and I was like, I want to hear how people, you know, got through it. And that's exactly what we started doing. And here we are 142 episodes later. We started it during the pandemic and never a shortage of calls or stories from people. Yeah. And so they call in, tell you the story, mm-hmm. and then you interview them. Yeah, well, we interview them through the story. Yeah. Like they tell us the story. We don't we don't we make sure we don't know anything. We only ask for a teaser. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of, because when I've listened to it, it is like a voicemail they leave yep, you. Yep, they call yeah. 888-STABBY-8 is the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> that's 888-782-2298. And uh, yeah, they call. And so the one, for instance, today, they uh, on the day of the podcast that, that we're recording, I know it's not when it's going to come out, but like we released a two-parter with this chick who called. We didn't know her. She wasn't a comic or an actor or anything. And she's like, okay, so my story involves... So funny. My story involves white Rastafarians, a cornfield, a police chase, and Milledgeville, Georgia. If you want to hear more, give me a call back at. And I was like, of course. Yeah. Like, How quickly can I get on the phone? And we you literally. You had me at white Rastafarians. You had me at white Rastafarians, like immediately, right? So we, we turned that around. Like less than 24 hours, we were interviewing her. We were like, we've got to get you immediately. You are next. Yeah, yeah. We had another girl who like found out that a guy had. I might be getting it wrong, but it was like 45 or 47 girlfriends, like all at once. Maybe that's too many. Oh my. I mean, even if it's Maybe half it was in of the that. 20s. I've never had 45 of anything. Of anything, right? Yeah. That's an, oh. Yeah, some guy was running like a scheme and he was that claiming to be. I definitely read that book. Yeah. What was that book? I know what you're talking about, though, the pickup artist yeah. book or whatever. Yeah. So, like, people have called us from, I mean, with insane stories, and they then they then they break down, and we ask them all these questions. We off-road a lot because people will say stuff, and we're like, what? That's fascinating. And then we'll talk about that for too long, and we're like, oh, no, we're talking about cheating. Let's get back to, like, yeah. that story. But, uh, yeah, and then we, like, they walk us through the whole thing and all the build-up to how it happened and then well, how they caught them and, yeah. like, where they are now. And then we ask them, like, this wrap-up <laughs> questions at the end, and uh, we all learn a little lesson. We're all a little better because of it. It's brilliant. I mean, even the two you just touched on, I have so many questions. And right. Like, oh, I got to listen to it. Yeah. I want to know what it ends. Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's oh, it's And it's great revenge for those people calling in because they're like, oh, I'm yep. going to tell my side of the story. I'm going to yeah. finally tell. And so we have a disclaimer in there. We didn't always have it, but we started adding in a disclaimer that's like, okay, you're about to hear a cheating story. This cheating story is one-sided. Yeah. If you know the other side of the story and you'd like to call in, you can call us at 888-STABBY. Yeah. Nobody's ever called. No rebuttals. No rebuttals. Yeah. Okay. We've gotten a couple of uh, like DMs from people, though, who are like, that person you interviewed is a is a liar. Like they've like made an anonymous account. They're like they're a total liar. And I'm like, call. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. come on, coward. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put on. you on. Yeah, yeah. let's well, do this. White Rastafarians. Did, do they have electricity? Like the Amish? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They probably don't have phones. <laughs> no, but they did Good have question. blonde dreadlocks, which we learned is that's uh, the the reddest flag. That because yeah. uh, there are the is he actually a Rastafarian or just like a bro? So the guy that, that works at a CBD store. So, so the guy that he, that cheated on her was not a white Rastafarian, uh, but the okay. group of friends were the people who like were hiding the the affair. Yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah they were. So okay, it's fat. It, I'm gonna listen to it. We need to listen to it. We need to have a white Rastafarian on this. We should. Yeah, get their contact. Yeah, can you, can you uh, hook us up with <laughs> yeah. the guy? Apparently, the there's a big community of them in Atlanta. Yeah. Seems like we would have seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the places we go. Scootering around. around. Yeah. yeah, all the places. You know, Braves games. They love stuff like that. Love yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, but we love doing it. And we do, like I said, we do two episodes a week. So we have that one. And then we always do a catch up app because what we realized was that we were running our mouths way, way, way too much. Like it's been a lot of learning, um, a lot of trial and error on the podcast. So we got to a place where we were like, okay, we need to break this off into another thing. So we're Catherine and I just talk and we just catch up on our lives and like what happened that week. And we just, you know, talk smack and everything. That's a second episode. Gotcha. That's what we do. That's great. Yeah. That's so fun. It's fun. So people can get that anywhere podcasts anywhere are podcasts are cheaties. free. Yeah. yeah. They're free almost everywhere. Uh, it's so easy to say like anywhere podcasts are sold, but they're not sold. They're not. Yeah. At all. So, uh, yeah, get them, get them. People are listening. Get in, get in early, you know, so you can say that, you know, you were one of the first listeners. Well, if people want to follow you as a comedian and learn about your classes, how yeah. can they get connected with that stuff? I think the absolute best way is Instagram because in my bio on Instagram, I've got the handle for Cheaties and the handle for Laugh Lab. And then so you can go into there to go check out Laugh Lab. And on Laugh Lab, you'll see, because um, it's at Laugh Lab Comedy, you'll find the link to the website where all the sign-up information is. And you can join, even though the classes are sold out for the rest of the year, you can join a wait list for 2022. And that's yeah. just in Atlanta. Is there any remote or anything? Oh, so we do some remote classes. Thank really? you for asking. So we've actually, so I hired um, Katie Hughes. Y'all should know Katie. Brilliant. Incredible stand-up comedian. Also, a um, she writes sitcom pilots. Um, she is a freaking, if I thought I was decent at teaching stand-up, she is a literal genius when it comes to teaching the format of sitcom pilot writing. Mm. So under the Laugh Lab umbrella, she teaches uh, sitcom pilot writing, and we are we offer those remotely, and um, we're thinking about doing one in, in person, but we started over the pandemic. We did three of them. They were incredible. I watched these people go from like, I just have a loose idea, to having a full-blown uh, pilot written for yeah. a sitcom, which if, you know, y'all know from like interviewing Blair, like if you ever want to actually like make that a like a career you got to have that stuff written and that's yeah. not easy to write so we spend six weeks like working on that and fleshing out an idea and then you leave with like a full-blown pilot that you could always submit in a writing packet for somebody so cool uh yeah so that is our we do that one remotely and like i said we're trying to do one in person but yes yeah i don't do any of the stand-up ones remotely though not yet yeah i get that be it's tough. hard and graduation you know you need, yeah. you need to be in person i get that it's just not gonna yeah. be fun I, w- I think i was just zoomed out on those like zoom comedy shows and stuff like for it, sure like, and they're not gonna be in atlanta to give you stage time later so like what's the point <laughs> yeah the come point? on you know? yeah never gonna visit new zealand <laughs> i don't need to get up while i'm there <laughs> nope um but oh sorry my instagram is yes. at lace larrabee I'm Lace Larrabee on everything. You're yeah. the only one. I'm the only one. That's There's easy not to find. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it is my real name. Yeah. <laughs> so at Lace Larrabee, and then you can find Cheaties Podcast. And once again, it's Cheaties like Wheaties, not Cheese, uh, which is a lot of people think that when I'm on stage or I'm introed afterward, they're like, so your podcast is called Cheese? Yeah. My podcast about people cheating on each other is called it's Cheese called Podcast. Cheese. I'm like, come on, people. So, we know yeah. we don't want you as listeners anyway. If you're gonna miss, if you're gonna miss that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you think it's called cheese, get out of here. You're not uh, welcome. Last question: We've been asking this to everybody. What uh-huh. is your email sign off? And don't say we. You have been. Yeah. Okay. Well, Aaron's. Yeah, this is my thing. Oh, do you need one? <laughs> um, what do you go to? Go, what do you go with? We started asking this because we're. Wait, no, you said, do you need one? Do you just end a sentence and sometimes, not say anything? Sometimes I'm like, well, you already know who I am. If you're email, if you've been emailing True. back and forth, my email is Lace Larrabee. Everything's Lace Larrabee. It's like you know who you're emailing with, unless they called me Lance. Oh no, no, email. not not like your name. We're talking about like thank you or like sincerely oh, or best or saying. like that kind of. thing. I do a uh, so for for friends, close people, and any laugh labbers, yeah. XOXO. That's mm-hmm. cute and fun. Yep. Yeah. So just hugs and kisses uh, from Lace. During the pandemic, it was air hugs and kisses. So I did that. But um, if it's like the IRS if it's a business, or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I've changed my name and my email address. Yeah. And oh, I Lace am, died five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> XOXO. XOXO. RIP, RIP. Yeah, RIP, RIP. Uh, no, it is... Um, how do I... Oh, look, looking forward to working with you or something like that. I'll usually do something That's like that. It's ambitious because even if it's like the IRS... <laughs> Looking forward to working with really you. Because you just catch them off guard. You That's know? true. It's like, oh, yeah. I guess we got to work together. It's yeah. like, Lace, we've been working together for five years. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to work together. You just won't pay us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always like something like that or thanks in advance or one of those things. But yeah, I truly, I, I much more enjoy, um, you know, emailing with people that I know so I can do little hugs and kisses. That thing. makes sense. Yes. Th- I think thanks in advance is the opposite of no worries if not. 
Oh yeah, yeah. it's very aggressive. Oh, it's very aggressive. Yeah. yeah. No worries if not. It's advance. like I will. I'll disappear right now, dude. Right now. I will throw my computer in the water if you want. Yeah. But like, thanks in advance is like you're doing this. I have the power. You're yeah. saying, hey, I'm not gonna have time to say thank you later. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say so it yeah. go all out in one email. Yeah. I cannot yeah. be bothered to follow up. Yeah, because that next email, we know I'm not signing off with anything. Not a name. Not a sign off. Nothing. I'm just ending the email. Real power. Power moves. Well, listen, it takes it's taken a lot of years to get to that. Okay, especially as a woman, because mm-hmm. the whole like the name of this podcast is such like a that's like a woman's like automatic go-to is like apologizing for everything yeah. themselves their their presence their lack of presence we're just constantly apologizing and i heard uh Kristen bell actually recently she was talking about like stop don't apologize if you're late to something you always say thank you for waiting yes Thank you for your patience. Whoa. Thank you for waiting for me. Yeah. So yeah. things like, you know, I need this information and please, if you can get it back, when you can get it back. I used to write like that. If, if when you have time, could you, if, if you can find it in your blah, blah. And now I'm, I'm still just like, there. I'm still there. Yeah. No, just thanks in advance. <laughs> I'd say thank you. Thank you for waiting on me because I was waiting on the traffic and that was bad. And I hate that I did that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard. You got to change that language. Come on, Aaron, you can smart, do it. I believe in right. you. I yeah. want to be an alpha female. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. You can yeah. do it. I believe in you. We're going to be women by the end of this full yeah. grown, full grown. Good. Full grown We're not going to be little girls. Yeah. <laughs> From well, little boys to full grown women. That's no the, worries. If not, <laughs> that's our new tagline. That's thank it. you. You're welcome. Lace. Thank you so much for being here. XO, XO. Yeah. And look forward to working with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Thanks in advance for putting this out on the, uh, the internets. No, no.